Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I'm Luke. And this is the final of our trips around the league through each division, talking about the early free agency signing period, the first leg uh, from legal tampering right through the end of the first week of free agency, taking you across every division, talking about the biggest signings, the biggest losses, who won, who lost in this earliest part of the offseason, setting themselves up hopefully for a productive 2023 or salvaging what's left of their team from 2022. Uh, before we do that, though, please do pause the pod, stop immediately, hop on over to your favorite podcast app, like, subscribe. If you already like and subscribe to a podcast, to our podcast on the podcast app, pick a different podcast app, go like and subscribe to us on that one, <laughs> leave us a rating and a review. Uh, appreciate you do, appreciate you doing that. Helps us out a lot uh, in the algorithms. Also, interact with us on social media. At Half Yard Line Pod, Twitter and Instagram, Luke Manning, the social media would love uh, to have some playful banter with our fans in that way. Check us out on the emails as well at Half Yard or Half Yard Line Pod at gmail.com. Uh, but Luke, the NFC North, mm. clearly the headline maker so far this offseason in the North has been the frozen north of no not that one chicago chicago the windy city yes 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 the windy city of chicago trading away the number one overall pick they were gifted by lovey smith in houston never buying a drink in chicago again (laughs) one last present to the team that fired him as their head coach so many years ago uh you know taking the assets they got from that trade and put him to good use. Obviously, picking up DJ Moore was a huge asset in that trade. Got tons of picks in that trade. Also picked up, um, yeah, no, I was going to say cap space, but that's not something that doesn't make any sense. No, they lost. They, they spent. They in fact lost cap space. Yeah, Moore, but not a lot. DJ Moore is cheap yeah. to them anyway um, because of how. Anyway, sorry. Back up. Yeah. Um, Trading away the first overall pick they got as a gift from Lovey Smith in Houston by Never winning the last game Chicago of the year. Ever again, Lovey Smith. Ever again, Lovey Smith gifting back to the team who cut him as their head coach, fired him as their head coach so many years ago after quite a run of success, I might add. Um, obviously, the big move, trading away that first round pick, picking up a bucket full of assets both this year and next year that will help that team move forward. Uh, with their franchise quarterback likely identified in Justin Fields, looked spectacular at times last year, just didn't have any help at all. Uh, you'd like to think that they're going to be in a great position um, after what should be a very strong draft class this year, another one next year. Uh, quite a bit of money to spend. They have started spending it. Some big acquisitions for Chicago. Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo on a four-year, $72 million deal. Clearly the headline of the free agent space. Uh, Nate Davis from your Tennessee Titans. Not to stop there. Also, your Tennessee Titans donating to Marcus Walker to the cause for Chicago. So I'm not sure if you are happy to see these guys go or sad to see these guys go. You never really know uh, when you lose a free agent, with, whether you think teams overpaid for them or not. Be glad to get your thoughts on that. But as I continue down the list, also TJ Edwards from Philadelphia. So 
a raft of big name signings to go with the DJ Moore acquisition in the trade for the first overall pick. Lots of talent meandering its way into the Windy City. Luke, what say you about the early offseason for the Bears? Yeah, I have to say, Tim, I kind of hate this because I'm about to say something. And I know that by saying it, I doom the Bears to being terrible again in a year's time. But I think they have done a fantastic job in free agency and they have been the clear winners of this early period. Oh, no. I love what no, they've done. Luke, it's, don't say it. We spoke on the Bears preview podcast. For those that haven't listened to those, we did 32 mini pods covering each NFL team's offseason to be before it began. And for the Bears, we said, hey, they could do with a number one wide receiver. Hey, they could do with some offensive line help. Hey, they could do with an edge presence. And hey, they could do with an off-ball linebacker. And you've names that you've mentioned have filled those gaps spectacularly well. And on top of that, you filled the gaps and added the ninth overall pick this year, another second round of this year, a first round of next year, and a 2025 second. So not too shabby from Ryan Poles up there in uh, Arlington Heights or Soldier Field or wherever the hell they're going to be playing their games going forward. Um, the acquisitions make all the sense in the world. They've brought in an established star wide receiver in DJ Moore. You know, the thing that was mentioned a lot with the trade that they made uh, with the Panthers was, well, they didn't get as much draft capital as, say, the 49ers gave to Miami to move up and draft Trey Lance, right? The Niners gave up three first-round picks. And I would just say to anyone who has a question about that, would you rather have an extra first-round pick, which would be in 2025, or would you rather have DJ Moore on a pretty good contract from a team standpoint? (laughs) I'd rather have DJ Moore. Call, call, Call me crazy if you'd like. Um, and yeah, they've only moved down to nine. So they're still going to be picking in the upper echelons of this draft. You imagine that's going to be an offensive lineman. Maybe uh, Peter Skoronsky from down the street at Northwestern is that pick. Would be a nice local choice. I'm sure that would be popular for Chicagoans. But yeah, it's it's been a brilliant job. You know, Davis is a very good guard. Tremaine Edmonds, obviously a superstar linebacker. Demarcus Walker, you mentioned, uh, you questioned what my feelings were. This is a guy who had a great year. We brought in as kind of a bit of a reclamation project, a bit of a kind of fly flyer stab in the dark whatever was really productive off the edge you know it's a good defensive line but he certainly added uh, a lot of presence to that they bring him in a three-year deal you know i think that's a really good uh acquisition for chicago the two other names that i'll mention deontay foreman is a great get for this team they let go of uh david montgomery who they drafted who had been very productive pairing him with khalil herbert in the backfield there in chicago he's gone over to the lions we'll talk about that in a minute bringing Deontay Foreman for a $3 million deal in one year. I mean, Foreman has played great each of the last two years on different franchises. I think he's a very good back. That's an absolute bargain for this team. And again, you put him next to Justin Fields, who is a fantastic running threat as well. Suddenly this offense has got some real pop and gives you an extra dimension in the run game as well as hopefully in the pass game with DJ Moore and maybe Claypool taking some strides as well. You've already got Komet on the roster. So there's there's pieces suddenly appearing in Chicago on offense, which is not something we've said for a while. And the other piece they've added to go with Komet is Robert Tonyan. Has been yep. up and down in Green Bay, had the one awesome year, then had the injury. You know, that's a pretty reasonable type of guy to bring in to, again, add another option for Justin Fields. So as far as the Bears go, we don't give out grades on this podcast, Tim. Every team that ever gets an A in free agency, I feel like goes on to be terrible and never pans out. But hard to say anything other than chapeau to the brain trust up there in Illinois, because I think this is pretty much as good as you could hope for if you're a Bears fan. 
No, I, I, I have no arguments. And I think they actually added a couple of smaller guys um, toward, I say smaller, cheaper, uh, less splashy guys at the back too. You talk about Travis Homer um, in the backfield uh, along with Deontay Foreman. Um, you know, you just need bodies back there who are capable uh, coming out of Seattle, I think, as produced capable runners up and down. Uh, yeah, a good special chart. teamer as well. Yeah, of course, which you, at the end of the day you need. Um, and so I, I'm very happy – with what Chicago has done. I think if you look at the embarrassment of assets they have moving forward, if this team is not in the top echelon of the NFC come this time next year, uh, I'm not sure, you know, that anybody will have to keep be. their job yeah. out there. Yeah. And so moving to a team that I am not quite as impressed with their performance this off season, the Minnesota Vikings, Luke losing uh, some talent, uh, perhaps I would argue losing more talent than they have brought back in free agency. Dalvin Tomlinson walking out the door to Cleveland. Adam Thielen headed to Carolina and replacing some of those assets, not in the same position by any means, but with the dollars they didn't spend. Josh Oliver at tight end from Baltimore, certainly a good player. Um, not, I think, their biggest need, quite candidly. Byron Murphy at corner. Uh, Garrett Bradbury at center. Uh, re-signing there for them, I think is probably their best signing of the offseason, if you ask me. Um, you know, Marcus Davenport was another one that they brought in. It's only a one-year deal. So, you know, we'll see how that goes, bringing him in from New Orleans. Uh, yeah, $13 million dollars as well for one year. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad I, work I, if you can get it, is it? I guess. Uh, other names that have walked out the door that are of varying degrees of importance, depending on what you feel about off-ball linebackers and corners is Patrick Peterson, who is, I think, 152 years old, but will be playing for my Pittsburgh Steelers next year, um, as well as Eric Kendricks in the off-ball linebacker spot. Um, not young himself at 31, uh, but headed to the other team in L.A. that no one cares about, the Chargers. Um, lots happening here. They did re-sign a smattering of cheaper guys, Alexander Madison, Andrew uh, DePiola, Nick Mullins, Greg Joseph, um, but just not a lot going on in Minneapolis. Yeah, a team that's in a bit of purgatory to me in terms of both roster and potential performance. You mentioned the guys who have left. Dalvin Tomlinson is for sure the biggest name and the biggest human being on this list. An amazing Enormous defensive tackle man. who's gone over to the Browns. Great player, hard to replace. People always think, oh, you know, big fat guys on the defensive line are easy to find. Not like that they're not so that's a, a troubling one for the Vikings to lose you mentioned Thielen going they just need to find somebody else to catch the ball maybe KJ Osborne steps into that role um, Alexander Matteson seems to be happy to be the perpetual bridesmaid there I mean this is a back who has come in games played great in relief of Dalvin Cook I think the assumption was they would probably lose him because he could go start somewhere else but He's getting six. Well, given their six, cap position, it's hard well, to argue also, seven million dollars is a good investment for them. Yeah, he's it's two years, seven million bucks. I mean, it's, it's six, just over six million guaranteed for a backup running back is not bad money if you're Alexander Matson either. If you didn't think you could get starter money elsewhere, um, could go up to as much as eight. Though somewhat humorous that they signed him to a seven million dollar contract and guarantee six point four of it. Like you couldn't just fully guarantee. You <laughs> yeah, <guys>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Matson is a, is a is a good resigning for them, uh, not a crazy price. I mean, but I don't really know roster wise like how they can adjust this while they're still in the current iteration, basically, which means the Kirk Cousins iteration. There are a lot of rumors about them cutting a lot of veteran defensive players like Harrison Smith. Um, 
but they haven't done that as of yet. So the cap room wasn't really. They're still over the cap, and they're still over. They're still over the cap right now. I I don't really have a lot of insight. Not that I have insight on these other teams, but I I can't even really glean what the approach is in Minnesota. And I think this is a team that's going to backslide next year. I called it um, on the preview pod we did for the Vikings. This is a team that's going to be bad next year. If they, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You heard it here first. Speaking of teams that won't make the playoffs next year, Tim, let's, for the love of God, talk about the Packers without talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, Who? Yeah. So Brett huh? Favre, two, Brett Favre two is on our refer Tim if he goes to the Jets. Um, is obviously the big domino in Green Bay. Yet to fall as we record this. Everyone is sick to the back teeth of the antics of the discussion about where he's going, about the back and forth, about him keep continually going on Pat McAfee to talk nonsense. Um, the Packers have lost Robert Tonyan, as we mentioned to you, the Bears. Dean Lowry is a guy who went over to the Vikings that we didn't mention when we just spoke about them, but he's a rotational defensive lineman, good player. Adrian Amos still out there as a safety. I think is very good, a guy they should prioritize bringing back. They've lost Alan Lazard, Tim, to, oh, the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry. That's must be a coincidence. Um, they've re-signed... <laughs> They've re-signed. Did you see what they paid him though? Yeah, forty million dollars. Yeah, good for him. Uh, they've re-signed Jonas Gray, Memorial Player of the Week, Rudy Ford, which I was pleased to see. Good job, Rudy, and Keyshawn Nixon, punt returner, kick returner, who gave him some spark late in the year. Until Aaron Rodgers does something, this team is stuck. And depending on who you believe, they're happy to be stuck or they're pissed off that they're stuck. But in either case, they are stuck. So. I haven't got much else to say about Green Bay apart from can someone just please put me out of my misery on this Aaron Rodgers thing? Tim's yawning for those of you what? who aren't uh, <laughs> on this phone call, which is I feel appropriate. Worth noting, um, everybody keeps saying, well, Green Bay's got to make this deal because they need the cap space. I would like to remind everyone that when the Packers trade Brett Favre to to the Jets, they will actually lose about $9 million in cap space versus keeping him on the roster for this year. So the Packers can't do anything until Rodgers leaves because they don't know if they need a backup quarterback to, to back up Jordan Love or to replace Lazard who just left. Like they, wh- What is your team – Given where they're sitting right now, if Jordan Love is your quarterback, you've lost the only thing outside of Christian Watson approaching a wide receiver that you had, um, and you have $10 million less in cap space after letting your Hall of Fame quarterback uh, leave for light or slightly different color greener pastures, different green <laughs> I pastures. see. I, I see. Yeah. Other other pastures, I think, is sufficient. To uh, not Kelly green, more like regular green. And the Jets are just kind of green, right? They're not like a, there's nothing. I don't. Yeah, Hunter don't green. Know like, what would you I'm call sure the Jets like a, green? I'm sure they've got a specific like Jets license green. or uh, trademark on the yeah. on the color, right? But I don't know what it is. Regardless, at some point, Brett Favre two will go there, and then we'll be doing this podcast next year. He'll be signing for the Vikings, so we look forward to covering. I don't know. Wait well. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Luke. This is important. So two weeks ago, we did a podcast, and we said both of us said, ah, most likely he's playing in Green Bay. Are we ready to say he's definitely playing in New York next year? I'm not ready to say anything anymore. I'm ready to say nothing more about Aaron Rodgers for quite a while. So with that in mind, you heard it here. I think he stays in, I think he stays in Green Bay. Okay. I'll I'll stick to it because let's be honest. I've, does anyone know? No, 
but let's move on to something fun, Tim, to close out the NFC North. The Detroit Lions, everyone's favorite team, who were a Cinderella last year, nearly made the playoffs, beat those self-same Packers in Green Bay in Aaron Rodgers' likely final game at Lambeau to prevent them making the postseason. Lions have brought in David Montgomery from Dabairs, who we already mentioned. They also added Cameron Sutton from your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. They added uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson coming over from the Eagles. They re-signed Alex Anzalone, uh, linebacker, coming back to this team, playing for them a year ago. They also did not re-sign, but sort of re-signed an offensive lineman, Graham Glasgow, as we would say in the UK, or Glasgow, because we're in America, so that's how people pronounce it for some god-awful reason. Um <laughs> He was drafted by the Lions. Then he went over to the Broncos for a bit. Now he's back with the Lions. So some familiarity in Motor City for, I will call him Graham for the purposes of this podcast. Um, Tim, thoughts on the Lions and uh, how their offseason has begun. I think this is a team that everyone wants to do well because everyone has a soft spot for the Lions pretty much across the entire NFL. Well, as a David Montgomery fantasy owner, I do wonder if he gets to play the Jamal Williams pick up all the touchdowns role now that yeah, he, Jamal in Williams line for is seventeen no touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I'm certainly hoping that's the case because I can't imagine he's going to get all that many yards. You would assume Swift is going to continue to be the feature back, uh, or at least getting the majority of the touches. How has CJ Gardner Johnson not gotten the nickname CJ GJ? Just quite yet. I mean, that's that, good to me. We can pine it. It just one. feels like it rolls off CJ, the tongue. CJ, and, and it's hard you to say, say GJ. No, it's not CJ GJ. I can say it right. many, many times. Fine, very, very quickly. You also say we pronounce Graham Glasgow's last name incorrectly. I would let you know that you're pronouncing his first name incorrectly. It is just Graham. You don't oh, ever pronounce God. the H either. There, this is the nightmare Graham situation Glasgow. for the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. This makes the ja- <laughs> this makes the Jaguars debate look uh, humdrum by comparison. Jaguars. Graham Glasgow. Uh, no, I mean, listen. If he ever makes any sort I, of highlight, Tim, I will refer to him as Graham Glasgow to fit with you your, pre- your preferences. Very sad to see Cameron Sutton leave the Steelers. I think he was the best cornerback on the market, so I have to give a pat on the back to Detroit for bringing that signing in. Listen, this is a team that was figuring it out last year. We talked about them in the beginning of the year um, with the flaming farm outbuildings, I believe is what you referred to their games as referring oblongly to barn burners. Um, <clears throat> they you know, were scoring a gazillion points and losing games. And they started winning games later in the season, but it was as much because they were scoring a bunch of points and they were figuring out how to play defense a little bit. And so, you know, this team has added players at key positions. Both skill positions are more, as as I like to see, in some of the lesser skill positions. They've added a couple of guards. You know, you're talking about corners and safeties and defensive linemen and the types of stuff that I think you're going to want to see for this team. Um, at the end of the day... I think they're gotten, they've gotten better in the offseason, and it was a team that was already trending in the right direction. Uh, I'm very pleased with what they've done in Chicago, but I'm an early dark horse pick for Detroit to maybe surprise some folks. Oh, they're going to be everyone's dark horse pick for next year. But yeah, I agree with the the statement for sure. I mean, I like what I like to do sometimes with free agency um, and kind of offseasons in review is you look at who went out and who came in if they're at the same position, and you say, did the team get better or worse? The Lions are a great example for this. So are the Bears, by the way, but um, we, don't, we won't uh, backtrack. But if you look at the at the Lions, right, out the door at running back, you had Justin Jackson and Jamal Williams. In comes David Montgomery. You could say, to me, that's probably an upgrade. That's a win. Yeah. 
Um, at the cornerback slash, you know, defensive backfield, you lost Mike Hughes, Amani Oruwarie, and Deshaun Elliott, and you added Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton, and CJ Gardner Johnson. You got better, in when, my opinion, right? So it, I always think that's an interesting thing you can do once the offseason wraps up. You know, once the draft's done and stuff, you can do it as well and say, well, where were we and where are we? I think for the Lions, where they are is better than where they were, um, which is true for the franchise as a whole because they've got a lot better in not very long. But I think the offseason has been very successful for them. I, I like what they added. And I think, as you mentioned, their defense under Aaron Glenn takes some more steps forward. They keep the offense rolling through. Maybe Jamison Williams, who they drafted in the first round last year, barely played because of injury, steps up, fills that secondary receiver role, and we are rolling in Detroit going into 2023. I definitely think that they've added sensibly, and I think that they should be pleased with what they've done so far. And I agree. They are in a good position going into 2023, which means they'll be, you know, 2-15. and 15. Speaking of rolling, Luke, we are going to roll right on out of Detroit and out of the NFC North, wrapping it up here on the division-by-division look back at free agency week one, leg one, beginning of illegal, whatever you want to call it, the beginning of the beginning of the new season, Uh, looking forward to what's to come next for these teams. We work through the remainder of free agency and begin our draft preparations. The draft, folks, is coming uh, Luke's favorite day of the year, I think. Uh, Love the draft. A team that notoriously does better in the draft than they do in the regular season. No, we didn't do that uh, well in the draft either for a long time, but I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Half Yard Line. Hope you enjoyed these. Do let us know via ratings and reviews on your favorite podcast app. Shoot us a message, uh, either public or slide into the DMs on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, hit us with an email at halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Would love to interact with you guys in that way. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Were the team by teams fun? How about division by division? Was that better? You like the long form stuff we were doing last year. We can give you more of what you like and less of what you don't, but not if you don't tell us what it is. Till next time, that'll do it for us. Ciao. Love you, Graham Glasgow. Gal.